Hello and welcome to the latest edition of our Sustainability Perspectives podcast series. Accompanying our Sustainability Awards 2022 and the Sustainable Packaging Summit, in this series we are speaking to a range of leading industry players from across the packaging value chain to share their insights on major sustainability topics. So today we're taking a closer look at fibre-based packaging for, for the FMCG industry with Hutamaki. We explore the technology behind this material that has been growing in popularity in recent years and we'll look at challenges and opportunities and discuss potential future developments as well. So with me to do this is uh, Hevin Vichus, who is head of, of the FMCG category at Hutamaki Fiber Food Service. So yeah, welcome Hevin. Uh, thank you very much for, for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, to kick things off, could you tell me a bit more about what Putumaki does in the area of um, fiber packaging? And also, could you maybe introduce yourself a bit and uh, talk about your role in the company? Yeah, absolutely. No, no problem. So, Putumaki is a, a company that has been around for, for more than 100 years. Um, it has a very strong Nordic heritage. Um, I think key on, on what we try to do is, is, is we believe in protecting food, people and the planet and sustainability is, is at the core of everything that, that we do. Um, things like circularity and, 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 and sustainability are, are, are clear for us. And also we've, we've set quite ambitious targets for, for, for 2030. Um, we basically operate in three different segments, uh, fiber food service of, of which I am part, uh, but we also have a flexible division and we have a North American division. Um, then looking into uh, fiber food service, and when you look at, at fiber, what does that mean uh, for us? But I think also in general for the industry, uh, you, you can roughly see three main areas. Um, we have what we call smooth molded fiber, which is trays and lids, but also, for example, medicine push tabs. Um, we have rough molded fiber, which is a lot about egg cartons and, and, and bottle protectors. Uh, and also, uh, it's fiber-based, uh, but the, the production technology is slightly different. It's paper cups, which you already see a, a lot in ice cream, in dairy. Uh, you also see it in food service. So when you go to your local quick service restaurant, um, you will get drinking cups made out of paper, uh, etc., and paper straws as well. So that, that's a bit about Hutamaki. About myself, so I'm, I'm head of FMCG, which basically means I'm, I'm responsible for all the commercial and innovation within our company uh, concerning FMCG. Great. So, yeah, you should, um, your expertise will be, will be really interesting to um, hear more about uh, during this podcast. So, yeah, and um, I was um, wondering, obviously, demand for fiber-based packaging in the FMCG and retail application space has been growing in recent years. Um, why do you think that is the case? That's a good question. I mean, I, I think what we see here is, is, is uh, the biggest drivers within FMCG in this area are, are legislation uh, and sustainability. And when you look at sustainability, a lot about what consumers want and what they are looking for when they are buying products. Um, they, they want to have sustainable packaging solutions and, and fiber can provide the functionality. Uh, it does what it needs to do, but it also has a lot of sustainability benefits. And what you see in, in recent years, and especially in, in, in the last months and year, is you see a lot of launches of, of, of new products. So FMCG companies are launching their brands in paper-based and fiber-based packaging. And this can be in, in fresh foods, so trays for fresh foods. 
but also lids for, for different liquids, um, uh, packaging for ice cream. So you see a lot of examples of launches happening in, in, in the last couple of uh, years. Um, when you specifically look at, at, at fiber and smooth molded fiber, um, the beauty of that material and technology is that yes, you can have a very specific shape and a distinct shape, um, where again, that's important if you want to differentiate on shelf. Um, you can imagine that you're standing in front of your, the shelf as a consumer. There's a lot of choice that you have. So if, if, if as a brand, you can jump out by shape and by decoration, uh, that has a very big benefit. Mm, yes, I've, um, I've observed that um, when you read about what consumers want, I think um, fiber packaging is always, fiber-based packaging is uh, perceived as more, more sustainable. So that would be an, uh, exactly. an immediate USP. I was wondering, um, as a material, do you think there are any sort of um, challenges or drawbacks um, for fiber-based packaging as opposed to, to alternative materials? Or can it pretty much do what alternatives can do? <laughs> <laughs> well, you should say that it can do whatever <clears throat> you want it to do. No, th there are definitely challenges. I mean, I think um, what you see is that the packaging needs to work and function in an existing supply chain needs to run over existing packing lines. It goes through the supply chain that is already there. And of course, it needs to look good on shelf. This means there are very high requirements on, on, on these areas. Huh? So functionality on the shelf life, on the barrier properties, on the rigidity of the packaging, which has been, uh, with the recent technology advances, uh, we are able to tackle those. In the past, it, it, it was challenging to do that with a fiber-based packaging, comparing it to other materials like, like plastics or aluminium and, and, and these kind of materials. Um, I think what's also important here is, is, is the scalability of it in numbers and eh, volumes that, 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 that FMCG brands need, need to put on the market, uh, as well as across the globe. Uh, usually FMCG companies are, are global and they want to launch their products globally. So you need to be able to have the big number, the capacity to, to do that, but also have the global footprint mm -hmm. uh, where I think uh, companies like Hutamaki uh, are, are able to do that and help uh, to challenge those, to, to tackle those challenges. And um, we've, um, we've mentioned that um, fiber-based packaging is um, perceived as sustainable and consumers like it. But um, what would you say, what are some of the sustain actual sustainability benefits for fiber-based packaging in the area of, um, of FMCG? I think what's important for, 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 for packaging and, and fiber-based packaging is it's renewable and highly, recy highly recyclable, um, giving it, a, yeah, it gives it a good alternative to, to fossil-based materials. Um, I think another important part, and, and you also see that when you buy furniture or things like that, that needs to be sustainably sourced. So whenever we use uh, virgin wood fibers, they are coming from FSC or, or, or PESC, uh, certification system so we know that is that it's that it's the right material the sustainable material um, and like you mentioned uh, consumers see it already as inherently sustainable uh, uh, the, the looks and feel and, and 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 being able to recycle it and put it into the paper bin is is, is an important part um, and what we see a lot and, and we talked about that uh, in, in in the recent years and months the technologically ad advances that, that have been there um, means that we can increasingly have fit-for-purpose solutions. 
which again is important for for FMCG companies. I was wondering, obviously, the um, FMCG industry faces um, a range of different challenges right now. Um, in your opinion, um, how can uh, fiber packaging help in this area? So I think what fiber packaging can help on uh, um, uh, is uh, when you look at drivers of, of, of the move to more sustainable materials, there is a lot in legislation. Um, so especially in the European Union, you see that there is a drive on that. I think other regions in the world will also move in that direction. And again, here, uh, fiber-based materials can, can enable you to live up to that legislation. Uh, recycled content, uh, natural materials, uh, circularity. There are things that, that, that we can achieve with, with, with our materials. Um, I think as well, besides the legislation, that there's the sustainability drive, mainly driven by, by consumers. Um, and consumers want to make a sustainable choice. Um, and fiber enables that, huh? like we mentioned before, like we talked before, people see it as inherently sustainable and, that, and that's recognized. So again, here, this is something that, that is tackled in, in that way. Um, and then lastly, and, and I think that that's, that's an important part for, for FMCG, okay, you need to differentiate on shelf. Decisions are made by consumers in front of the shelf. So you need to stand out. And then especially molded fiber enables, besides a, a differentiation by print or by decoration, uh, it enables a, a, a differentiation by shape. So your shape is different compared to uh, similar products, but of other people, uh, of other companies on, on the shelf. I wanted to find out a bit more when, um, when a company decides to move to fiber-based packaging. Um, what are the, the challenges involved with that and how would they go about it? So I think, uh, like discussed before, that there are existing supply chains where, where this packaging needs to work. Uh, so I think uh, some of the challenges that we see is that uh, in, in a highly efficient production environment of an FNCG company, you're, you're, you're putting in place a new packaging material and you need to make sure that it works. So I think with the expertise that we have, we are helping our customers to, to make that change happen. Um, I think as well, when, when you look at, at, at barrier properties, uh, foodstuffs need, need to be safe and, 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 and arrive at, at, at the consumer's home in the right way. And again, here, uh, what we've been able to show with, with, with different uh, laminations or barrier uh, films and properties and barrier materials, uh, we, we can show that, this is, that, that, that we can live up to what, what is needed. So I think um, um, using the knowledge that we already have and applying that to, to, to new companies or new FMCG companies who want to make that change, uh, we are able to make that, that happen. Um, and I think as well, the scalability is, is, is critical there. Uh, um, um, you can do a, a, a small pilot launch with small volumes, but in the end, it, it concerns the big brands and you want to roll that out as a company um, across a region or maybe even across the globe. So you need to have that scalability. And again, here, uh, Utamaki has a global footprint. So we can go together with our FMCG customers on that journey and support them globally. 
And uh, we've um, you've discussed some of the uh, benefits of using fiber packaging um, already. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? What you can say when companies have finished um, the move to fiber packaging? What uh, what other benefits and opportunities they can uh, they can profit from once that's done? So I think what what the feedback that we receive from our customers is is that once they've implemented, what kind of benefits do they see? I think uh, 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 that first moment of truth, so so being the sustainable choice on the shelf, uh, that helps. Uh, um, an example of that is, is uh, we, we've recently launched uh, uh, non-round solutions. So basically uh, with round, you well, not round and non-round, it speaks for itself. But with non-round, you have a bigger shelf block. Uh, you have a more of a block on the shelf. So um, with that shape and with it being a sustainable material, uh, yeah, market shares are increasing and, and, and people are perceiving the brand in a better way. Um, I think as well, what, what our solutions uh, help with is, is, is bespoke and unique solutions for a specific brand or a specific FMCG company. Um, and again, here, this is where uh, we have a long experience with that uh, um, uh, and a long track record. And also what, what our customers are saying is that that this has really helped us to, to make a step where we wanted to make a step with, with sustainable material and sustainable packaging and how we communicate to that to our consumers. Um, so I think that those are a couple of the things that, that helped our customers that have implemented our solutions on the market. Um, of course, running on the, supply, on the packing lines, going through the supply chain in a safe way, um, etc. I mean that that that's basically a given. If it doesn't end up on the shelf, there is no need. So I think that that's almost a given. It needs to run in in, in current situations uh, and supply chains. And um, from your experience, um, what types of solutions have uh, have customers been looking for in the area of um, fiber-based packaging? It, it's the widest range um, that you can imagine. Um, has some products and 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 supply chains lend themselves more to fiber-based packaging than others. But basically what we've seen is, is, is requests and implementations across uh, a, a big range. Uh, just to, to mention a couple of examples, uh, we, we've, we've developed and put on the market trays for, for fresh foods, um, but uh, also trays, for example, uh, for vegan meat alternatives. Uh, this is a certain part we have lids for, for, for liquids and, and, and drinks. That, that, that we've implemented. Um, ice cream is seeing a lot of uh, implementations uh, across the industry, whether that's in the paper cup or, or in, the, in the molded fiber cup. Uh, dairy, the same, and, and, and foodstuffs. Um, and like I mentioned, uh, non-round, you see that coming more and more, hmm. um, especially enabling good shelf visibility uh, hmm. compared to uh, round products. Uh, a lot of, let's say, current... Packaging is also square. Um, so, uh, yeah, being able to also have that in a, in a fiber-based solution is, uh, is very important. Hmm. Um, you mentioned things like ice cream and uh, vegan meat products. Um, how do you sort out the, um, the sort of problem of barriers and barrier properties there? I don't know if you're able to talk about that, but... Um... To, to, to some extent, yes. I mean... The, what we do there is, is 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 using different 
liner materials or, or, or lamination uh, methods to, to reach the needed levels. Uh, um, one product maybe needs a six months shelf life, another product maybe needs only two weeks or four weeks. So you, you, you adjust accordingly. Uh, also, of course, the characteristics of, 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 of products inside. Uh, a yogurt is different than a vegan meat is different than uh, a, a salad. So again, here you can differentiate the, with the technology that you apply a barrier um, um, based on that. And also when you look at other uh, variables like compostability, um, those are also things that, 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 that we can, can play with, or is it bio-based or not? Um, that there, there's different routes to, 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 to solve those, those problems and challenges. It depends on what the customer wants to achieve and needs to achieve on their given markets. And I was wondering, obviously, um, I understand that Utsumaki has a very collaborative approach to um, developing these solutions. Um, could you quickly talk me through um, how you work with individual customers to, to achieve the best solution? What I think is, is, is very important is that um, there are current packaging technologies or pa packaging materials on the market with a certain uh, um, uh, level of functionality that they achieve, whether that's shape or barrier or um, um, whatever. Um, what we need to look at together with, with the companies that we deal with is, are those the right uh, levels of, of barrier that you need? Eh? Is, is that something you can play with? So I think from beginning to end, um, it is collaborative. So when you look at the brief, uh, I now want to put this certain product um, into a fiber-based material. That's where the collaboration already starts. Uh, what does that packaging need to do? How does it need to run over the pack line? What kind of barriers do you need? What is the supply chain? Um, what do you want to achieve when it's on the shelf? What is the communication you want to achieve to your, to your consumers? And have a dialogue uh, uh, around that. And then... Uh, with every stage that, that you go through from uh, design phase to maybe a pilot market launch to a full industrial launch, um, you work together to, to make a fit-for-purpose solution. Uh, let's be clear that there are certain benefits to different materials, and, and plastic has its benefits like aluminium, like fiber has. Um, and sometimes you need to challenge the status quo uh, companies are used to deal with with with, with plastic or with aluminium. Um, yeah, fiber is a, is is an inherently a different material. So you need to challenge the status quo on on how our company or how our customers deal with this. And this is where you need the, the dialogue and, and and the conversation. And and if that is there, that works really well. Hmm. Um, so yeah, if you want a, a fast and efficient and 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 the high um, rate of success, that collaboration is really critical. Hmm. Great. And I was wondering, um, we've looked at um, fiber packaging in great detail, but um, um, what would you say, what do you predict for the future of fiber packaging in FMCG, um, both at Tutumaki and maybe also on a broader level on a, from a sort of a trends and developments perspective? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I think when you look at, at the broader level, um, sustainability is, is here to stay. I, I think it was already there. I think um, 
the way people are now looking at the environment um, and, 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 and the need to take care of the environment has only accelerated through things like uh, the, the corona uh, virus and, and, and pandemic that, that we've went through. So I do believe that, that the sustainability pressure is a global one. Uh, different regions of the globe might look at it slightly differently, uh, but in the end, that, that drive will be there. Uh, maybe Europe is, is a bit on the forefront now and maybe a couple of states in, in the US as well, but you also see that happening in, in different countries in Asia uh, and, and, and across the globe. Um, I think as well, consumers are ready to, to buy a product if it's more sustainable or maybe even make the choice between a sustainable product and maybe a product perceived as less sustainable that they will go for the sustainable option. Um, and this is due to increased consumer awareness. And I think as an industry, as a fiber-based industry, let's call it like that, we need to educate consumers around that. Why is it more sustainable or why do we believe it is important on the road to a more sustainable world to have fiber-based packaging? So I think there as an industry, we, we definitely have a role to play. And, and we are playing it as Hutamaki in the different platforms that are there and, 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 and also chairing different uh, associations to, to, to make that happen. Um, I think in the end, this will only accelerate the innovation um, um, around the sustainable fiber solutions, um, uh, both on, 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 on products that, that are put on the market and, and technologies, but as well um, on efficiency and scalability. In the end, we, we want to be able to supply our customers with a fit for purpose packaging that does what it needs to do at a cost efficient level. Um, when you look at the total cost of, of the supply chain um, and, and being a bit more specific in, in, into Hutamaki, this is where we are investing and developing. So both on the R&D side, so developing new technologies, production processes, et cetera. So specific research departments being built up to enable that, as well as uh, when you look at the rollout and, and the scalability, um, implementing new new production lines, et cetera, across the globe with these kinds of technologies. Uh, so uh, we see the drive on the market, but we are trying to drive that change as well uh, with new technologies, et cetera, and also helping to implement by putting the right capacity and capability across the globe. Yes, I think it's, um, it's a very exciting area of, of the packaging industry and we'll obviously keep an eye on um, how it keeps on, on developing. Absolutely. I mean, there's, there, there, there is a lot to come, uh, for example, already in this year. I can't <laughs> talk about it at the moment, but as soon as it's there, I'm, I would be very happy to, um, to connect again because there are some very exciting things happening in the industry uh, and also for Hutamaki in general. Yes, definitely. Um, we'll, um, we'll stay in touch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Um, and all that leaves me to say is uh, thank you very much for being to here today, Heaven, And uh, thank you for sharing your insights into fiber packaging with us. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody, as well. Make sure you subscribe to Packaging Europe or follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter to be kept up to date with any upcoming discussion, pan discussion panels, interviews and commentary as part of a sustainable packaging summit. Mm -hmm.